Hey, I'm Nate Flax. I'm Noah Longworth-McGuire. And this is Talking Lion. Talking Lion is a podcast focused on artist-to-artist conversation. We're primarily artists, a duo called Sleeping Lion, but we've been lucky enough to write, produce, and hang out with so many incredible rising artists since we started our project. Whether it's at sessions or parties or over cups of coffee, we've talked with our creative friends about everything. Music, life, love, and all the subtle complexities that come with being in the middle of a journey. Talking Lion is about hitting record in these conversations and sharing them with you. There's no real structure, nothing really prepared, just friends talking about life and what it's been like and where it's going. A couple reminders before we start the show. First, we have an election coming up on November 3rd. It's an extremely important election, and for some states, you can actually vote early or mail in your ballot. So please, please, if you can vote, make your voice heard. This election is too important to not participate in. Secondly, we think anybody listening to the show is awesome, and we'd love to hear from you. So now we have a number that you can text if you want to reach us. Text us at 914-226-4772. We'll text you back. Don't believe us? Give it a try. Lastly, our face is on a shirt. We have shirts now for Talking Lion with our faces on them. If you want to wear us on your shirt, buy a shirt. It helps support the show and it shows your friends that you like Sleeping Lion and Talking Lion. You can find these shirts on our website, sleepinglionmusic.com slash store. Likewise, as always, any support on Patreon would mean a lot. That's how we keep the show going. And it's a great way for you guys to become involved in the show. Pro tip, Patreon supporters of the honorary lion tier or higher will get a free shirt. So check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash talking lion to get involved in the show and unlock exclusive membership rewards. Now let's get on with the show. We recorded this episode with our new friend, Frank Cadillac of Neon Dreams. We connected with Frank through a mutual friend, but this was the first time we were meeting him. Some context for this interview. We recorded this remotely over Zoom. Neon Dreams had just released their new single, Don't Go Hating Me Now, off their upcoming record, The Happiness of Tomorrow. They also just released a song called House Party, so go check that out. Compelled by mind-blowing philosophies, Frank Cadillac has driven Neon Dreams to embrace the pop-punk influences of their teenage years to create songs that resonate with a time-traveling energy. So, without further ado, I'm Frank Cadillac of Neon Dreams, and this is Talking Live. Well, hey. How are you today, man? So so far, so good. Like I was saying before we started up, the sky is currently uh, impossible to see, and it is it is it, all it looks smoky. like it looks like someone erased the sky. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> the whole sky was just erased, and it, and it hurts to breathe outside. Yeah, it's not fun. But that's just LA for you. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm out in the East Coast, and it's exact opposite. Uh, you guys should come down here sometime. And everything's all You're over. saying Halifax, yeah? Yeah, Halifax, Nova Scotia. It's a small place. Uh, people are really kind, and uh, it's like it's like a great community to grow in. I'll I'll take that. I'll you know I, I spent um, I, I camped in on the on the west coast of of Canada when I was a, a teenager, and I just Canada's great. It's just so pretty. Like so much of it is so pretty. I just, and I hear the I hear the bagels are really great too. You know? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Yeah, bagels are great out here. Uh, yeah, we toured Canada probably like four times, and like I, I haven't seen much of Canada before that, and it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. There's not a lot of people out here. Like where you guys live, there's probably more people than all of Canada and just your city. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that uh, that absolutely yeah. tracks. How how is Canada handling the Corona stuff? Like I, I haven't heard much. From from up north, but like, is it as crazy there as it is here? 
I'm not sure outside of where I'm from because uh, uh, on the East Coast, there's this uh, thing called the Atlantic Bubble, which means like all the Atlantic provinces. There's four of them, uh, Newfoundland, PEI, New Brunswick, and Nova Scotia. So we're allowed to travel within these provinces without like quarantining and and doing all that. And there's like party rules and like how many people are allowed to stay with each other. Mm. But if you leave the province and you come back, you have to quarantine for 14 days. And anyone coming in from outside the province, you have to quarantine for 14 days. It's like so. Uh, it's a bit. It's a bit different here. But so like and that that helped. Uh, there be a lot of low low cases. There's not a lot. Probably. Like one or two. Yeah. Even just hearing yeah. protocol is like, oh, right. Like there are countries that have that protocols. Have, that have rules, yeah. rules and regulations. Yeah. America didn't do so good with that. <laughs> ours, ours, you know, like like the U.S. is pretty much just like, okay, we're going to lock down for uh, three weeks. We're going to give everybody, you know, $1,200 and then do whatever you want. And if you die, we don't give a fuck. Like yeah. it's, oh, it's been really, it's been really bad. <laughs> Yeah, no. You know, and, and then on top of that, like, you know, there's a respiratory disease going around and now we can't even breathe in Los Angeles. You but know? at least like, we all have masks. At least we have the masks. Yeah. That was a big, yeah. that was a big step for yeah. America conceptually. <laughs> We're going to need them regardless of coronavirus because the air quality here is getting well, bad. I was, I, was seeing, I was seeing, there was a tweet uh, of like, I think it was Oregon where like everything was orange. And someone was like, could you imagine trying to explain this to yourself a year ago? Like, oh, no, 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 we're not wearing the masks because the sky is orange. Right. (laughs) 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 You're like, oh, oh, there's something else on top of the sky being orange? Crap. Okay. (laughs) Sick. (laughs) Are you Canadian? Like, were you born in Canada? Yeah, so I was born in Canada, but my family before me uh, is Jamaican. And oh, cool. uh, yeah, they went to America, then came to Canada. Where in Canada did you, did you grow up? Was it in Nova Scotia or? Uh, so, so I, it's pretty weird. I didn't really like grow up anywhere until I was 13. So like my mom had me, she was 17. So like we were, wow. she, she got kicked out of her house. Like since she had me, cause like it, that thing was like bad back in the day. And so I was bouncing around like city to city in Ontario. So Ontario would be like central where Toronto is. Mm. So I was born in Ajax, Ontario. And so we bounced around city to city. I even lived in Detroit for a little bit as well, because it's right on the border oh. from uh, Windsor, Ontario. Across the border is Michigan. And so I lived out there for a little bit. And then finally, I think I forget the whole conversation now, but I remember my mom's just like, we got to get out of here and go somewhere that we can just grow up like in a good area and not be around all this craziness all the time. Cause like we just live mm. in ghettos all the time. My grandma was like, my grandma just moved to Nova Scotia six years ago. And, uh, before we came down and she's just like, this is the greatest place. Like everything's so calm. People are easy to get along with. And, uh, I mean like there's problems everywhere in the world. There's always going to be assholes, assholes everywhere, but this place, sure. There's there's not a lot of them compared to everywhere else, <laughs> and uh, then what, I, what do you remember from the from the moving around? Like, was there like because I know you, I mean you were you were young, but were, were there things that kind of like felt out of place? When you're when you're young, I I think you think it's normal, and uh, the only thing that felt weird is like because when when I was always this new kid in town, like it's just like an easy target. And like, that was like, 
that was like the, the the worst part about it. But the the plus side about it, I got to know so many different types of characters. Like everywhere I went, like I I'm not like sizing up people, but like it's just like I've met so many different types of people that I understand when I meet somebody, like if they're holding back pain, because like I've been I had like ten different friends that went through the same things, and I can talk to them and cheer them up a bit, you know, it's just like yeah. a cool perspective on life, just moving around that much as a young kid. I feel like, um, and it doesn't necessarily always happen, but like one of the things about growing up is like gaining empathy. Like you, you, you've gone through enough to be able to see it in other people. Yeah. Oh, you know, I feel like that. I, I, uh, I, I grew up in, I grew up in New York. Um, so I was, and I, I mostly hung out with people older than me. So I was seeing them going through things that I wouldn't go through yet or friends wouldn't go through yet, but just sort of like, I don't know, distantly recognizing, oh, that's what that pain looks like. Or, oh, that's what that joy looks like. Or, you know, like almost studying it, you know? Yeah. No, that that's, that's, you're completely right about that. It's like you get to study <laughs> the human condition <laughs> in a way. <laughs> Yeah. Which almost makes you more human. I think caring, yeah. caring about somebody is very special, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, I think being exposed to like a, a variety of people, I think like that's one of the things you're talking about, like being exposed to different, even within, even within a country, like there are so many different regions and, yes. and, and yeah. cultures uh, and, and variety of culture, even within like what you might think of as a monolithic place like Canada. So I'm sure bouncing around even within a small region you you got exposed to different like cultural influences yes 100 percent. and like that the main thing i learned from it all too is like everybody is going through like the same growing pains you know like no matter how rich somebody is like i used to like be upset like as, as a poor kid you see someone rich and complaining and stuff like i'm like you know you're like shut up like you got everything and then, like, my, my grandma, she saved up money to put me in a private school just just because, like, she thought of, I, was, I was never, like, this horrible kid. I was just, like, a really quiet kid and just in a weird situation. And she just wanted she wanted me to do good in life. So she's like, I'm going to put you in private school for a year. And I met all these, like, rich kids, and they're cool with me. And and uh, and I got to go see their lives. And it, it was crazy because they're just in – as much pain as my, my, my friends back in the hood, just in a different, different like shape. Like, you know, their, their mom and dad are never home. They're just in a big ass house mm. by themselves. And like, they're pissed about so that, you know, super, super rich kids. The, the Frank Ocean song, that's <laughs> yeah. the whole, the whole yeah. conceit of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, it's a crazy perspective. So I'm just like, I have no one to be mad at. It's just like, you're dealt the cards you're, you're dealt and you got to, work through it it's like almost started to see life as like this game where you have to like there's levels to it and you just gotta find a way to beat each one but there's always going to be a problem like which in that sense like the the sort of victory there you know in the game of it is is laughter and and kindness i think which obviously sounds very like platitudinal but i think it's really like special because if you can go through whatever you've gone through and still be kind and still mm-hmm. find time to like laugh with friends and be grateful for yes. stuff then i love then, that you said that you know like you, you win a kind of victory over people who are belly aching over things that they have no control over you know yes uh, i learned so much about what you said this laughing about stuff like it's it's, it's crazy i i, I met uh, alex from rush you know the band rush mm-hmm. yeah 
yeah, uh, the Canadian treasure. <laughs> yeah, he he said something so important, and uh, me and my friend are just like, "How did you guys do it for so long?" And he's like, "Well, uh, in this industry, there's so many ups and downs, a lot, lot more downs." And uh, uh, he's like, "You have to find a way to laugh at everything, and you'll do perfectly fine, like in this industry." And like, and that's all me and my friends do. Uh, we laugh at our own pain. Like we had like three tours canceled on this huge, massive tours that were supposed mm-hmm. to change our, our entire life. Like I remember we started a tour, it was like eight dates in and like we were getting crazy amount of followers. And then just this whole thing just hit the fan. And were you and headlining or were you supporting? We were supporting and, uh, yeah, I, I remember a friend of ours when this whole thing started was like freaking out about like their tour. Mm-hmm. And, a, and we were all like, oh, there's nothing to worry about. Like, it's all going to be fine. And then it turned into this whole crazy thing. Yeah, no, it's it's wild. And the, the first thing that me, Adrian, our team does is just laugh. We're just like, that's mm. hilarious. Another tour is gone. You guys are cursed. <laughs> like, just making <laughs> jokes. <laughs> and then, like, we just feel better about it because, like, you see, that's just life, you know. You can't let you can't let those things take you down. Like, we've had we've had uh, things happen to we're we're even being raided by SWAT teams like randomly, like, and uh, and we chose to laugh about it. And look for something positive, and and uh, and. Can in, you tell me more about that that experience? Like, why why did that happen? Okay, so we were before before uh, Neon Dreams uh, were really that big. We were producers, and we uh, we were contacted. Well, we uh, our DJ. There's there's four of us, and one of us was DJing for a hip hop act, and then. The hip hop act was uh, opening for Waka Flocka, and then mm. and then uh, Waka Flocka he heard our our music because uh, our our buddy Corey, which was part of our group at the time, he's still with us. He just produces behind the scenes now because uh, that's that's the life he chose, and we support that. And mm. uh, Corey forgot his charger in in the venue for his laptop, so he ran back. And then well, Waka's DJ DJ Ace at the time, and he's like. Yo, I heard you make beats. Blah blah blah. Let me walk. Is trying to do some like EDM stuff. And this is like when we're making we're making like trap EDM, yeah. all kinds of random stuff. Like we're just we're just kids, right? Like we we've been doing this since we're in high school, so we're just like messing around. Did you guys meet yeah. in high school? Yeah, <laughs> cool. In high school. Cool. I love but, that. So so this is us new to the music world, just messing around. We we've already been in bands and stuff before, but this is when like electronic music just started popping off and everyone's yeah. flipping over to computers. And uh so he loved us so much and his manager stayed in stayed in touch and he's like, Yo, we're going to Montreal. Uh you guys should come down, play some of your demos and watch the show and we'll kick it. And then then uh they said that a day before the show and I don't think they realized that Montreal is like an eighteen hour drive <laughs> from where we live. <laughs> and we're just like all right, let's do this, boys. Like, like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> this is like, we all got forty bucks in our bank. <laughs> like, we're just like, all right, let's let's combine this. So we're gonna get like a hot wire hotel. We're gonna pack into uh, Adrian's our drummer, uh, Adrian's Honda Civic, and then we're gonna go 
we're gonna go straight to Montreal and get a fifty dollar hotel. And uh, that was the biggest mistake. <laughs> Don't ever get a fifty dollar <laughs> hotel in Montreal. <laughs> um, I guess you get what you pay for, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we thought we were slick. We we're like, this is cheap. Like, we're gonna do great. This is awesome. It's a big opportunity. And like, we drove there. We didn't stop. Well, we stopped for gas. That's about it. And we got there in like 9 a.m. The trick is what we do when we get hotels is just like two of us walk in and then you get the room and then the other few come in after and then we just sleep on the floor. Some will sleep on the bed, whoever really wants it. And uh, we rock, paper, scissors for it. Anyways, uh, <laughs> the so we, strategy. So just to give you like a, a vision of it, it was it was me. I'm just I'm six foot two. Corey at the time, he's like 300 He's like 300 pounds, he's six six foot, and he has big dreads. And then uh, Adrian, he's indigenous, and my uh, we brought two of our other friends. One was like six foot eight Russian, and the other guy was uh, our, one of our best friends from Iraq. I was I was down for a while, and we're just we're just that that's the mixture of people in one room, and then. We got in there. We realized how shitty the room was, and I was we're like, okay, uh, this bed is like, it's not even a double. It's like a single, and it's you can throw it in the air, and it could <laughs> it, it would float. Like that's how bad it, <laughs> how bad it was. It's like a baby's bed. <laughs> so we're like, all right, let's let's get out of here. Let's get, let's get the hell out of here. Let's 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 call our parents and see if we can get a better room, like at a, a Delta. Delta is a good hotel in Canada. I don't know if you guys have that. We have the airplane, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we get a knock on the door and we're like, we're going to leave this place anyway because it's so bummy. And uh, I'm pretty sure there's a strip club that was right next to it. And uh, <laughs> we're like, okay, we're going to get, we're going to get kicked out, but that's fine. We'll just walk out. It's cool. And then we open the door and I'm, I'm sitting right next to the door. I'm like leaning against the wall next to the door. And then all I see is a gun, like right next to right next to me but i thought it was a joke oh my god when because my buddy opened the door and he's like is this a joke and then he's like wait a second he's like that's a gun because my buddy from iraq he's been around it all the time their life is different out there and then yeah and he just slammed the door on the guy like he just like could have could have broke the guy's hand like that's how hard he slammed it and i was and then, then that that's when i knew it was real and then uh the guy started yelling at french banging on the door so uh, we were like, holy shit, we got to get the hell out of here. We went to go. We, we tried to jump out the window and all the windows were barred. All the windows were barred. Oh, Every single damn. window was barred. I was like, where the hell are we? This is messed up. And then uh, we, we go. We, only thing that you, you see in the movies, they take like the, uh, the bed and, and chuck it over top of the door. And that's what we did. We took the bed. And then Adrian was already under the bed before we, we, uh, we did that. They were like, how the hell did you get here so fast? And then we, we went to the bathroom, called called the police and said, someone's trying to, to kill us and uh, we need you to come here ASAP, please. So just like panicking and shit. And then they're like, all right, uh, we, we will be there shortly. Just uh, we'll call you when we're there. <laughs> like, all right. Like, it's like, uh, my buddy's like, can you just stay on the phone with me or something? <laughs> like, cause the guy's just bang, he's just not stop, non-stop banging on the door. And then, uh, 
Anyways, I feel like it, I was like just describing what all y'all look yeah. like on the phone, yeah. being like, "Okay, we're yeah. the ones calling." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and well, then, I guess uh, I guess Canada Canada is different than 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 the than the U.S. Yeah. in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> so we we were waiting for the call, and we got the call, and they're like, "Are you in this room?" And we're like, "Yeah." He's like, and then uh, they said, "All right, well, come out with your hands up, and everything will be fine." <laughs> we're like, "What?" <laughs> what? <laughs> he's like, "We called you." And then he's like, yeah, it's going to be fine. Just come out with your hands up. And, and uh, uh, we have no other option. I guess they're on the phone. They told us to do this. Like, this will be fine. And then we go, well, Corey goes out first. He has the phone in his hand because he's the only one. He's the only person with the working phone. Oh. We, we had, <laughs> again, we were broke kids. And uh, all you see when he put his, he puts, he puts his hand up, hands out, you see lasers on his hands on the front and back. And then like drop the fucking phone. He's like fuck the phone and threw them on it. <laughs> and then uh, and then uh, he came in and they like they, they grabbed him, put him to the ground, and cuffed him. And then we the same thing happened to all of us. It looked just like a Call of Duty game. Like I've never seen a SWAT before in my life in action. Holy shit! And so there's like like four on each on each door. It's just two uh, one hallway. Right? So there's eight of them, and they're just all pointing. They were like whatever rifles at us, and uh, I don't know much about guns, but it was like the craziest experience. And they just threw us in the back alley, and then went through our rooms, destroyed all our our shit, and broke off all of like the panels in Adrian's car. And then they're like, "Oh, wow. we have a mistake!" And <laughs> started laughing. <laughs> like, Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, like uh, they were like, uh, we. We got a call that uh, you guys came in here with uh, uh, weapons, an anonymous call, and we we're like, "Who the hell called?" And did you know this happened in 15 minutes? Just so you know, of getting into from like Holy when we got shit. there, like it was the quickest thing that ever happened. It was super weird. But did you get compensated in any way for it? So, so this this is where it comes in, where like something really bad happened, but there's something positive around the corner. We, we were all like stressed and Adrian was like puking and we're like, I'm pretty sure he's still traumatized about it. And uh, we're like, we can either go and show our demos to Waka Flocka and, and uh, go watch a, him play a show to 10,000 people as we never experienced anything like that. Or we can go and, and talk to the police and complain to the news and stuff. And, Cause we ne- they never read our rights or anything. And mm-hmm. we're like, fuck it. Let's just go to the show. Like, our lives won't change talking to the police because like that's that's how it is in life back then. Now mm. it's now it's different, but like we go to the show and we, we have potential to boost our careers and live our dream. Let's do that, and we did that. And then we got there. We showed Waka Flocka a remix uh, to was it fifty k? You can find it on YouTube and all that. It, it was it was on SoundCloud. On, the back when SoundCloud it was like big, but uh. It's 50k Neon Dreams remix. He played it. This is when Trap and EDM started like going. Yeah. Right. This is like the beginning of it, and he played he played that remix and he he heard it. He loved it. He's like, you guys are crazy. And well, this he got us to meet meet him in a strip club first. Not the same strip club <laughs> next to us, but <laughs> it's pretty, it pretty funny. And we were like, we told him this story. He said, he, and and he's he's just like. Y'all crazy. That's that's all he said. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm assuming he's done crazy shit. So, uh, sure. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. He 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 loved it so much. He played the song. 
he brought Corey on stage because there's four of us. He didn't go to bring all four of us on stage, but he brought Corey on stage. He played our song, and I've never heard a roar in a crowd so loud in my life when a drop hits. Because like so awesome. Like so that was our first introduction into anyone knowing who we were. And then he wow. he he signed us as producers and all that back. That was like three years ago, three four years ago. That's when we we're doing all the EDM oh. stuff. But yeah, have and you that, done stuff with we, him since then? Uh, no, was we was, the dynamics of the group has changed, and we all found like our path, like our callings, and like we're super cool with him though. Still, like he he's he if he calls up and asks questions or you know asks for favors on like mixing and shit like we're there but that's awesome well and it's those it's the stories like that that kind of make this thing like this this special weird journey that it is like i think that the reason we even started the podcast was because i love the story it's like obviously not stoked that you guys had rifles in your face but the but like you know the the broader idea that everybody's living these weird lives like that these these crazy things you know some crazier than others but these crazy things happen you know and these are the stories we tell our friends or like you know future spouses or future kids or well, whatever and i think you know, I, you know I, this show is all about artists and i feel like there's something really special about like you you guys just had this crazy thing happen to you and all of your first thoughts were like let's go to this show like let's yeah. see where this takes us like let's this there's a there's a potential here for for our art and that's like a kind of insanity i think it takes a certain kind of crazy to be an artist to like put your your dreams and your art above <laughs> above anything else and but i think that that's that's yeah. why artists are some of the most fun people to talk to is because they all have this particular brand of of uh yeah. of i'm not even gonna say insanity because that kind of has a, you know but, a negative mental health connotation but like a, a brand focus, of a brand a focus of focus things, and, yeah. and, and boldness like and I, bravery i won't go into the whole thing but uh the only time i've ever been like stolen from and then gotten the shit kicked out of me was when somebody stole my backpack that was completely empty, save for my journal that had the songs I was working on at the time. Oh. And I I got it back from the person who stole it from me. And oh. in the process, got the shit kicked out of me. And I got the shit kicked out of me for a journal. <laughs> and then man, one of our teenage fans pepper sprayed someone. <laughs> yeah. oh, like, like Nate was Nate was essentially saved by by by, by, by a fifteen year old girl. A fifteen year old girl with in a, a mace, sleeping lion shirt. In a sleeping and, and, lion shirt with mace. Yeah. Um, Yo, that's, yeah. We live that's weird hilarious. lives, you know. Yeah. No, I, I was talking um, about that with my manager, saying that us artists are completely insane sometimes for like yeah. the things we do like but it's like a good kind of insane though <laughs> yeah but I'm, I'm i'm relieved yeah. that the story does have have a happy ending and even you know yeah. the middle parts of the story you know like my brain especially with you know everything happening in the news and and in you know like american news it's been such a problem like when you told me that you guys called the cops and I, I kind of made this sort of offhanded joke, not like a joke, but like make sure the cops are coming and know that y'all are the ones who called because there's been so many like situations uh, that, you you know, throughout the history of America. But very recently it's become like so obviously painfully, you know, uh, obvious that there is like there is a police power problem. I saw I saw your video talking about Black Lives Matter and about your experience growing up and this sort of conversation, this ongoing conversation you had with your, with your mother. 
I, I just, I'd, I'd love to know more about what your experience has been like, especially traveling and moving around as much as you have and, uh, and how you feel about everything going on right now. Like I said before, like you don't really understand that it's, that it's, things are wrong as a, as a kid until like you're told, you know, you're just like, hmm. and I, when I, when I, when I told that, uh, story on, on my, uh, Instagram, I really just wanted to give a, an innocent perspective. Cause like, I didn't find about, find out about the whole movement until a little bit after. Cause I was, so I went away up North just to hang out in a cabin, just to get away from life. Cause like there was so much going on and everything is canceled. And I was like, all right, I was going to go chill for a bit. And then I came back and I was like, holy, this is wild. And, uh, yeah. and I'll be honest, the way, the way I lived and because of the things I liked, I was pushed into a different kind of box with my, with, with like, including my own race and just my own like manhood, everything. Like, it's just nobody like wanted me. It was like, it's just like the weirdest thing. But uh, I, I wanted to give a perspective from somebody that's completely innocent. Cause all I saw online was just like people, like they're, they're protecting somebody. And then, but then other people were coming up with facts of why this person was justified to be hurt or killed. And it's like, this is ridiculous. And uh, I was like, All right, what about someone that literally has nothing to do with anything and is just born and like, I, I'm a new kid in school and I, I have these friends and then I hang out with them and then I'm not allowed to hang out with them anymore because their parents doesn't like, like my kind of people. And it's just like really confusing as a kid and I had so many friends that parents had to like explain it's because you're, you're black that they're acting like, that's the reason it's like, as a kid that makes no damn sense, you know? And it's like, I'm just walking home by myself and has still happens to like, not so much now is a lot different because of the stigma. And, but like or a year ago, people are still driving down the streets, yelling the N word at me for no reason in the middle of the night. And just like, as a kid getting chased by a group of people for no reason is, is really traumatizing. It's, it's not funny. Mm -hmm. Even if it's their way of bullying, like uh, it's, it's different. It's, and uh, I I really wanted to push that. Like, what, what, like, what do you say about that? There's nothing to really back that up. And I'm not like speaking for just, just my race. It's like it's like anyone that's a minority. They 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 get that. As I grew up, I grew up like the only black kid in a lot of communities. So bullying and racism were like the same thing. And uh, I just had to accept it. Like literally, like I I just had to like think above it. That's what my mom taught me, and just like try to do better. And then eventually, you know, I got to the thinking level of like well, why are these people doing this? Like these kids are just, they're brand new like me. And, and uh, I guess cause I'm so quiet. I, th- I think a lot. I, I got to the point where I'm just like, you know, it's not, it's not these kids. It's, it's cause like my mom's teaching me this stuff. I'm like, their parents are teaching them this stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, and then go above that. Like why, why are the other, other black kids that I meet? Why do they, why do they, don't like me because I like 
you know, like I like rock music every now and then, you know, like what, what's, what's going on? There's like something else going on in the world. I didn't have the wor words for it, but there's like this, but now, now that all this stuff is happening, when they call it systematic, it just made so much sense to me. Like, you know, even to down to the movies I watched, like everybody's a, everybody's a, a thug or, or a, mm. someone really poor black guy dies first and then like and the cops are always the heroes in those tv yeah. shows or movies or whatever too yeah yeah and it's like that's what we're looking up to in the media and then that's what other other kids that aren't black see, are seeing and then they're, they're they're scared like people like as i got older i'm like six foot i'm i'm so happy i was six foot at 13 because people start messing with me but like <laughs> <laughs> it was uh like people just walk across the street because like they're scared as hell as me. People think I'm an asshole until they they met me because like it's just like, you know, there's this whole stigma around my race, and uh, it's just super. I, don't know. I I I'm going I'm going off a little little too deep. I think. No, I, but I I I asked. I I really appreciate yeah. it. I used to be scared to like kind of talk about stuff like that publicly, like the hidden kind of racism and stuff. Because like. Like this is the talks that have family and stuff. Like we're, they're like kind of like you don't talk about this stuff because we don't want you to get hurt. You know, like it's a, mm. it's like that's when it's another perspective. You know, like there's so much like hidden stuff that like smart people notice. Like you guys, you know, like I don't like down to down to the movies, down to the like I I I notice it through media and stuff, and it just I notice from moving a lot that everybody consumes the same kind of media and it kind of like gets to gets, you know, like I, I, I went back and watched all the movies I watched as a kid and it's a lot of like heroic overcoming stuff. And I'm like, that makes sense, you know? And that's like, I, I make music like that. So you are what you consume a bit, you know, if you think a bunch of people, you consumed a bunch of media that makes, makes one type of person looks like a piece of shit. Then like a lot of people will think that, you know, and it's like that's that's a a lot to deal with, I think, for anybody. I think that the the current like world climate um, and administration has has really exacerbated a lot of the negatives that have always been there. And it's not even like you know uh, like a comparative, but like there's also been a rise in anti-Semitism. So like as a as a Jew, I'm I'm like oh fuck, like this is how we were portrayed in Family Guy and this is how we were portrayed in, uh, mm -hmm. you know, in The Simpsons. Yeah. And, uh, and and now they're, you know, drawing swastikas on, you know, the sides of of temples. Like, you know. That's wild. Yeah. So even somebody today was like, do you remember when somebody said something awful to you in, in school and you had to like let it slide? And I remember like a teacher like implying that I was good with money. And then when I was like, why, why <laughs> yeah. did you say that? Yeah. Her sort of stuttering People or like. You know, I, I, I just filed that memory away, you know, like I didn't even, mm -hmm. it didn't even sit with me, but, but that's the thing is like, there's, there's stuff, as you said, there's, there's always stuff. And, but, and, and again, like bigger fish to fry, like the, the Black Lives Matter movement has been so powerful, especially in the last couple months, you know, we, we, we were protesting and seeing, seeing on the ground, just like what, what change could really look like. Um, but just the way that like racism and anti-Semitism has been exacerbated. Yeah like over the last year has been in the last four years 100%. has been wild yeah. 
And when I when I was speaking about stuff, dude, I, I was I was speaking about like when I was a child mainly. I seen a lot of change with with uh, everything in media and stuff as as I get older and like it's it's amazing. It's honestly like the best thing about what happened with it. Like the first thing I took in was like I'm like holy crap, kids aren't gonna like feel the same way that I did. And I'm not talking about like just like black kids. I'm talking about like every kind of race of kids. Like, obviously, shitty people are everywhere, but it's just going to be amazing. Cause like, that's like one of my goals is like an artist is to help, help, like help kids going through the same shit I went through in life and, you know, not feeling like they have a voice and stuff. Not, not just any race. I mean like anybody that feels horrible. I mean, like if I didn't do music, I'd just be a teacher or something. Mm -hmm. I love that. Now, you you had a a song come out today that is also a single off of an upcoming record. Is that record echoing some of the experiences that you, you know, you were talking about today? Yeah, it's, uh, so the the record's going to be called The Happiness of Tomorrow. And uh, it's, it's pretty much, it's pretty much all these uh, realizations I've had in my teenage years. I want to share with my fans and including just like bringing back all the sounds to uh, like early 2000s because that's what we, we grew up on like pop pop punk pop rock yeah there, I was gonna say the, the, the single you put out today there's so much pop punk influence and we're yeah. huge pop punk nerds yeah. so we were, we were really for it. Okay, up on yeah. that. It's, it's really well done I really think like alt pop like the, this whole genre of alt pop is literally just the 2000s like pushed into one bottle, sh- shaken up with a bunch of slightly different genres. And yeah. uh, it, it's just turning out to be like the coolest shit ever. Like you can just tell right away now, like, oh, that guy's all pop. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I I remember going to this, this party when I was, I think it was like 18 or 19. And uh, like, I, ne- I was never one that was always talking about. I, was, I always looked for the other person that was like kind of quiet because I know I could talk to them and they'd have some weird, funny shit to say. And uh, <laughs> and like we'd relate more than everybody. So uh, I, I was talking to this girl and uh, we were just talking about hangovers and how like they suck. It was just like basic talk. And then she said something like really cool. She's like, well, you know, it's funny. It's like drinking is like borrowing from the, ha- the happiness of tomorrow. That's why we're always like so hungover and, it, and life sucks the next day. And I was like, that's <laughs> I'm like, that's freaking awesome like that's that's the first time my mind was blown like and it, i wasn't into spirituality and stuff like that i was just like this weird kid and i was like damn that's crazy to think about and i i've held that with me for a long time because uh i thought it was a really special moment and uh is my party trick to say at parties <laughs> but, but uh you keep um, the mind blowing going yeah i just keep telling people that and you're like oh and then uh uh, when we got into this uh, uh, pandemic state, I started like going through all the movies and stuff, and I got the idea for the album because I started, like, I started watching Perks of Being a Wallflower, all these uh, coming of age movies, and uh, it just all hit me. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta bring back all my teenage years and put it into an album because uh, mm-hmm. I think that's that's another important part of life that. 
that I should be talking about with my fans. Just being a teenager in a sense is mm-hmm. is either taking or saving the happiness of tomorrow. Like either you're yeah. doing great and living it up as a teenager, which which I think makes it harder to cope as an adult, or mm-hmm. you're you're struggling, you're struggling and thus becoming that, that's uh, planting the seeds that'll yeah make, yes. you cool, make you a cooler adult. Yeah. Yes. No. It's never, you know, it's never binary. Like it's, it's, you know. That's crazy. You, that's, you, got a little you guys a, You guys have such great perspectives too. I, I want to say that because you just say stuff that I think about a lot. It's like, yes. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, likewise. I, I mean, I, I already consider you a new friend, man. Like I, yeah. you know, I feel like we're all sort of vibing at a very similar frequency. Just about like how, how we think about music and, and, and art and life. You know, I talk about this a lot. Like I joke around that I'm a time traveler. Like that my job is to sort of like go back and forward. Like I'm either projecting a Yo. feature that I want <laughs> or I'm like, or I'm like revisiting a memory, but it's like the difference between a memory and, and time travel is a memory is colored by like everything that you're looking back at it with, like all the baggage that you got from that thing. Whereas like time traveling is like living in, you know, that, that moment. And so, yeah, I feel like our job is to be professional time travelers and Yo. to like understand yourself is like a kind of rushing nesting doll so to speak that's the craziest thing i've ever heard <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> that's awesome man i'm gonna use that at a party <laughs> dude, dude. Yeah, another, another another mind blower i see i yeah. see your rick and morty poster behind you so it's a, a literal oh, yeah. mind blower yeah You're gonna need the crystal. <laughs> morty's mind blowers that show morty's is mind yeah. blowers <laughs> that's the best episode uh, you you actually blew my mind with that because now i now i can't stop thinking about it because it's true I, man I, I, like i appreciate that just like even when you daydream like, i don't know if you guys ever daydream and just like it's just like you're not even here and you're thinking about like your song or music video or like even in the moment when you're thinking about a song like where do you go like you don't actually you're not seeing anything in front of you it's like the weirdest thing Oh. If I'm stoked about a song, I yeah. I'm projected into playing it in front of ten thousand people, yeah. or I'm like mm-hmm. on Kimmel talking about like you know the process for creating it. Like I'm I'm having if I'm excited about a song, I'm already having the interview in my head. Like I'm already yes. in the future That's of dope. that song. And uh, but if I'm I'm having like a tough week, I'm also occasionally to get out of it. I'll be you know I'll be on Colbert. Like, yeah, but that was the week before I figured all my shit out, you know? <laughs> that's, that's a great way to look at shit, man. Or I'm telling, awesome. like, you know, like, I come I get back home from, like, a bad date, and all of a sudden I'm, like, Ted Mosby narrating how I met your mother. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that was a bad date. But had I only known that, you, that Yo. you know, your mother was in the room that night, right. you know? Like, <laughs> that's the like best I'm always shows. trying to contextualize things in into this sort of, like, narrative and this future thing. You must love time travel movies. Uh, I'm obsessed with it, uh, though I have like I have very specifics about what you can and can't do in a time travel movie. <laughs> Yo, what's the one rule? Because I'm just curious. The same. I, I um, I'm like a firm like determinist when it comes to like time travel movies. So like Back to the Future, I really don't fuck with. Um, like I need I like like I'm a big believer of like if you see somebody getting hit by a car, you can't save them. Like, yeah, like, like maybe you're driving the car. Like I, I love, like, I think Harry Potter prisoner of Azkaban is an objectively good time travel movie. Cause mm. it's, it's contained, it's self-contained, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Super contained. Man. Yeah. You know, like you can't change the, you can't change the past. Yeah, the past no. has already happened. It's already happened. Yeah. The, the future is happening. Oh man. 
okay, you guys probably don't watch it. It's like Marvel's Agents of Shield. The last season's all time travel stuff, and they just like breaking all the rules. <laughs> right. Uh, that, that was my issue with Endgame. I feel like Endgame, yeah. like I'm like, God damn it, I love Marvel so much, <laughs> and you're breaking you're breaking my heart uh, via time travel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Time travel discrepancies. Yeah, I still gotta finish it though. They might they might have fixed it by the end. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say I really like the single that came out today. Don't go hating me now. It's yeah. it's very very good. Uh, when you go up the octave, like in the pop punk sense, I like I I, I lost my shit just a little bit. And I believe you wrote it with our friend Scott Effman. Yeah. Oh, you know Scott. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. He's awesome. The guy that like sings everything. He's the most amazing yeah. person. It's awesome. Uh, he super talented writer. I, I met him in Nick Nicaragua, man. Oh wow! Of all wow. places, yeah. It was just just the craziest uh, person. Happened upon him in Nicaragua, or was it like a camp? <laughs> oh, it's like a camp. It'd be funny. He was like, "Hey, you're pretty <laughs> yeah, like you're walking around Nicaragua." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh, it was like so. At this camp, it was like if you talk to him. Anybody that went to that camp on the same camp as us, like it was the most like healing, like like spiritual kind of vibe there. Like everybody was going through something and somehow like all of us came together and like made this like unforgettable like bond and pact. It like like that changed everybody that went there's life. Like it's just it's crazy. Like, I love that. Love that. Yeah. camps are so like like healing. You know, I went to a camp in Joshua tree in January, like following, um, like a pretty tough breakup mm-hmm. and like just three days, you know, or four days out in, in the desert. I was like, I'm a new person. I'm, <laughs> yes. I'm weightless. You know, <laughs> I, I am no longer heartbroken. Yeah. I am just a heart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Breakups make great songs. <laughs> they bring the best. They certainly do. <laughs> Which, which is uh which is I think a tough consolation. Like at best you're like, oh cool, I made something of this. And at yeah. worst, I wrote this line, which is uh it's just air where there once was someone. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'm yeah. like, okay, you know, a little column A, a little column B. <laughs> uh, what, what um, was do you my, have a I was tell you one of my lines uh it's like, Oh, I caught a butterfly, I had to let it go, I had to let it fly. <laughs> it's like Oh <laughs> man, I love that. Just, is there a lyric that you like from Don't Go Hating Me Now? The part, the part uh, where I said, don't go hating me now when you're coming down. So don't go, don't go hating me now when you're coming down. I like it a lot because it's, it's just like, because if someone doesn't know what the song's about, it's just like, it's just cool and get into that melody. The part you're talking about, but like, Mm-hmm. And that moment is like so, like when you're with a friend that's going through like some crazy stuff, and he's like drunk or on drugs or whatever. Like that, the moment of you when you're trying to help them and they're like lashing out or just upset, and you're just like wondering, are we still gonna be friends? Does he actually like not like me? Because like I'm just trying to do what's best. Like, mm-hmm. and I, I I just love that. I love that lyric. I love, not not for like like selfish reasons or anything. It's just like, 
it just reminds me that, you know, like I, I'm, I'm going to be there for my friends, even if they're lashing out at me for no reason. And, and because I, I know that like these substances or whatever they're going through, it's not them, you know, like, so. you yeah, know, that, that really resonates with, with me. I, I, I have had, uh, experiences with friends, uh, and more than friends, um, you know, dealing with drug addictions and, you know, trying to figure out like, what's my responsibility to this? And, you know, what am I willing to kind of like sacrifice as far as our, our, you know, relationship to, to, to really adamantly put my foot down and be like, I think this is hurting you, you know? So I, I definitely, that definitely resonates with me. Do you, uh, did you reference Boulevard of Broken Dreams in the second verse? Yes. Too? I was just about to talk about that. Yes. Cool. I, was, yes. I wasn't sure. I wanted to make, make sure, you know, but 100%. yeah, that's uh so I, I did the that. Flip on it. I did. I did that throughout like the whole album. It's just like reference all these bands because I was like, might as well like show them some love, and like because I I I like sing rap and in in rap they pay homage to the heroes or the people mm-hmm. that were before them by like reference and sometimes even just saying their lines, but just blatantly so you know like this is who it's from, and. Uh, yeah, I just I flipped I flipped it. I had to. It was just like perfect, and uh, I really appreciated that. that. Yeah, uh, it was a. Yeah, was I, a I, I, you don't have to walk the lonely road, right? Yeah, the fame fame walks the lonely road. Doesn't have to be the only one you ever know. Fame walks the lonely road. Doesn't have to be the only one you've ever known. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was the ever that cinched it for me. I'm like, oh, this guy, <laughs> this guy likes, this guy likes his, uh, his mid two thousands rock, his pop yeah. punk, <laughs> yes. you know, I know it's a, it's an impossible question, but do, but do you have a favorite song on the record? It, I love them all. Like it's the first time, like me and Adrian, we were, ju- we, we just agreed that we we're, we we're fans of our own album for the first time. Cause that. it feels like we're just making our, making songs that we always wanted to make you know when you 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 first get in a band and then you you're influenced by like you love these two bands that are already like popping and you're like let's yeah. be like them and you'll never be like them because they, they are them <laughs> but we finally like figured out we figured going through a bunch of genres like we never like trend hopping or anything we we're just trying to figure out like ourselves out because we did like just making music is like a, a tricky thing to wrap yeah. your head around to get people and, to and like it. And being in a duo <laughs> as well, you know, yeah. being in a, being in a collaboration yeah. as well and trying to find the intersections of, of, of what you like. Um, but it's also reminding me of like Ira Glass's quality gap. When you start making stuff, there's a gap between the stuff you like and the stuff you make. And then the, the, th- the thing that every creative has to go through is closing the gap until they like start to like the stuff they make. And it takes a really long time. To like truly yes. and genuinely like the stuff that you're making. In my, my brain, when you were like, I really like this record, I'm just like, teach me. How does one like <laughs> their own record? But we're, yeah. we, we just put out a record that like we were really proud of. And then I think the next record is going to be one that like I could probably listen to. <laughs> oh, yeah. We just went through that. Like the 2019 release, we're like, we're proud of it. And now this one, like we can listen to it. But and but like even at this point we're like we know we're proud of this but we know we can do something even better now that we learned how to make something we like yeah 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 uh, onwards and upwards 
It's The Climb. Are you ready for the question round? Yes, let's do it. All right. First question. What is your phone background? Phone background? Let's see. Oh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I'm weird, man. I just like put like things to remind myself of, uh, it says when you start, this, this is all, it's just, it's just white and some letters. And it says, when you start taking care of yourself, you start feeling better. You start looking better and you start to attract better. It all starts mm, within you. Love that. That's oh man. That's it. <laughs> my, my mom told me actually after uh, after after my breakup, like I was having I was having like some skin problems and like really bad gastrointestinal issues, mm-hmm. and also just like a mess of a person. And my mom calls me and she's like, "I want you to I want you to go to a gastroenterologist. I want you to go to a dermatologist, and I want you to go to a therapist." Because when you're healthy, you'll meet healthy people. Yes. And I'm like, that's huge, mom. That's a lot. <laughs> it all starts it's, with self-care. It's pretty wild, man. Like, cause I know you're talking about frequencies, but earlier and I caught on to that. And uh, you learn about like the energy you put out and how it actually comes back. Like it's, it's crazy. Like just like a magnet. And like, if I'm, if I, I remember just, when I first heard about like, like when you're like, you're mad, you stub your toe and then like you carry that energy throughout the day. And then all these little things keep happening. I paid attention to stuff like that. And the next time I like hurt myself, instead of like getting mad, I was like, all right, I'm going to take a deep breath. Today's going to be good. And then like that energy like released, it's like, and then all, all the positive things started attracting back, you know, that's pretty cool. Well, it's all, it's all filtering too. You know, I don't believe in yeah. manifesting as this sort of like, universal or like destiny or like the universe listening to what you want, but more like if you are able to articulate what you're actually looking for, you're going to be able to filter out all the stuff that you're not looking for, as opposed to sort of getting lost in the weeds of the whole thing. I think that's tough too, because of like, we are people who like very often live in the past for a job. We have to time travel and live in the past that, yeah, sometimes I have a hard time, I think, controlling my focus. You know, oh, like I'm not, yes. I'm not, I'm not here, you know, and I, and I feel like I can only really get stuff done when I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I spend so much, so much time just being elsewhere. Uh, if, you know, not to be cryptic, like elsewhere being like a memory or a projection, you yes. know? And so, I, yeah, there, there's a lot to be said about like being healthy and enjoying now and, and finding kindness and laughter, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Uh, so that like you can be more, more grounded and then, and then make like this, like the right decisions to kind of move, move ahead. I really like your background, man. It's not weird. I think it's great. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a yeah, good, it's, 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 it's like, it's it, with stuff like that. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like mantras are really important. Like with, with things like yeah. that, it's, you kind of have to remind yourself all the time because the human brain is so good at forgetting and it, it just having something on your phone constantly being like, hey, are you taking care yes. of yourself? Are you drinking enough water? Like, I think we kind of need... Yes. Are you drinking enough water? We need that repetition yeah. to like really... Uh, <laughs> I need that one. Like, spiritually connect with the stuff that 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 helps us. The next question is, uh, what do you have a non-musical hobby? Non-musical hobby? Uh, right now, I've been I've been boxing a lot. Like, uh, oh, that's fun. It's training. Uh, 
Just packing up all your stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, uh, like I've been in situations where I was getting hurt, but I've never been able to like protect myself. So it's just like really cool to like to learn that that one skill to learn how to spar in a ring with somebody like getting punched in the face for the first time. It's like like on purpose. It was just like really weird. I was like, but right. then, but then You're like I paid for this. I paid yeah. to get punched in the face. Just now. Yeah. <laughs> well, hit me in the nose. I was like, what? <laughs> and, and then, uh, but then you just get used to it and you're like, it's okay. Like, you know, I, I can, I can put, I can, if I'm in this ever in this situation where I have to like protect myself, like I don't feel bad. And plus I'm still working out and learning something that could potentially help me in life is like, mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing. I was, I, so I've been addicted to just boxing right now and just training. It sounds cathartic. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Uh, do you have any skills that you would like to have? So many. So, so many. many you wish you could do. <laughs> so many, man. Basic and real. Like, uh, I wish I could play the, the piano. It's like, I, mm. a lot of my, a lot of my influences, that are really great piano players like you know like one republic uh coldplay um yeah like jack's mannequin um, oh yeah 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 got, like I just, for me yeah those guys are just like even like was that, did i say the fray already but um oh, i love dude i love i've been listening to yeah. the fray so much lately yo man they have their melodies are just crazy like no, honestly, how to save a life is like no skips. It's like yeah. even a song like Hundred is gorgeous. Yeah, oh yeah so talk about piano playing. The, the piano oh intro on Hundred Hundred is insane. Yeah. Also, the second record, you know the song "Say When." Yeah. Say when. That song. Yeah, it goes so hard, and nobody talks about that song. Two hands. It's like so crazy. Like he goes so hard, and nobody talks about that song. <laughs> that song's so good. <laughs> If you listen to About You, it's heavily influenced by the fray. They have this, what is this song called? We Build, Then We Break. So Oh, that song is so good. So when I was listening to it, I was like, holy shit. Like, like how come nobody else has a song like this? this I've never heard a song like this. And uh, so you listen to We Build, Then We Break and listen to About You, you'll see like the similarities with the break beat and like cool falsettos and like the ominous sounding bass and stuff like that like uh and the record used to sound more like that i was like i can't do that because like i ain't trying to like <laughs> remake their song so i have to switch it up a bit but uh oh man like the fray is like one of my favorites and i'm, I'm trying to figure out more ways to like and put pianos just just to ch- pay homage to like that era in music as well like because it yeah it's hard to make piano sound cool and and those guys Made it yeah. sound yeah. freaking Chris awesome. Martin is, knows how to make a piano sound cool. Ryan yeah. Tedder knows how to make piano sound cool. Isaac Slade. Yeah. Isaac Slade knows how, knows how to play well, some also, chords. Isaac Slade's like, piano counter melody in Over My Head became Closer by the Chainsmokers. Like, they're, yeah. getting writing, they're getting writing points on Closer by the Chainsmokers. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. for having the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Like, just... I aspire to have just like that level of like piano counter melody, right? Uh, clout. <laughs> yeah, yo, really though. <laughs> like, like imagine your piano counter melody. Piano melody. <laughs> <laughs> your piano counter melody on a hit song breeds another hit song. Yeah. Like, yeah. goddamn, that's so cool. Like, yeah, that's just that's pure skill. 
<laughs> also, look after you on the first record. Um, yeah. Oh, 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 I'll be my baby. Oh, it's so good. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. I'll look, look after, after you. <laughs> like this is the bridge that I'll look after you. Oh, yeah, the, the soaring melodies and shit. Yeah, with, with the, the, the strings coming in too. Yeah, no. Man. For anybody listening who are like, what the fuck are yeah. they I'm like, listen <laughs> front to back the first two records Liter- of Fred. Okay, Just literally, like literally, there's like three bands that I can listen to, entire records. And I guess it, it was in some way they're all healing records for me, but like, uh, so the, the fray, like this, uh, the fray self titled, and then How to Save a Life is the full record. How to Save yeah. a Life. Yeah. So that, and then there's A Rush Above the Head, Coldplay, and then Oh, yeah. Lincoln Park, Meteora, and Hot Oh, Deer. man. That's it. Oh, I'm man, just those like, are perfect records. Yeah, we, like, when, we were, how? when we would have to play how? shows back and forth from like New York to Boston, we'd pretty much hmm. just like, start the drive and put on all of um minutes to midnight oh yeah that's uh, a great record too oh, oh man. my god that, that that was that was for me like the link like i loved i loved hybrid theory but like minutes to midnight was the one where i'm like oh man like that's i could i could write a song like that's a song like sh- you know shadow of the day and like leave out all the rest or whatever mm-hmm. i'm like oh man i could write, i could do i could do this right like, yeah what, what i've done i'm like oh i could definitely do that let's do it you know like not like i could beat it but just like Oh, like I get, I can see how that works. Right. I can see why you. There's a piano that. in it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's super wild, man. It's just like, oh, man. I can't wait. I can't wait to see a friend do something like that. Like, I, I want to do, I want to do that. It's my goal. But if anybody in my circle of knowing somebody makes an album that is like Thomas like that, I'm gonna be so happy for them. <laughs> like that's oh, yeah. It's so it's like to be able to do that is. Like not a miracle, but it's just magical, man. Like it is magic. I, I mean, I believe that just inevitably we'll all know somebody, you know. Um, if not, if not ourselves, you know. Yeah. But it's one of those things where we won't know it's timeless until ten years from now. Yeah, right? it's true. Or Fifteen <laughs> years from now, you know. Yeah. Like when when kids are like on podcasts saying like, "Oh yeah, you know, I started my band because of that record." I'm like, "Oh cool!" Like I know, <laughs> like I know who made the record. Right. You know? Yeah. it's gonna be awesome the influence you know um next question very important question for the podcast would you be a pirate (laughs) your your zoom name is jack sparrow (laughs) yeah i know that's why i said (laughs) 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 yeah yeah oh man uh i watched parts of caribbean way too many times and when we're when we're driving on the road and because there's a lot of beautiful nature out here and we get to like BC, get to Rocky Mountains and stuff. Like, I'll put on the theme song to like Pirates of Caribbean. Nice, that's great. That's great driving music. It's like we're on an adventure. Yeah. Do you? What was your first tattoo? If you have any tattoos? Oh man, you guys can probably see it, and it's a. Oh, almost fell. Oh, wait, is that Lincoln Park? Is that a Lincoln Park tattoo? Yeah. Oh man, that is so cool. Very first tattoo and uh my, so you were, you weren't fucking around no no i wasn't at all <laughs> i love those guys like I, I was the kind of guy that just loved people's music and like i didn't like try to like be a super fan and like and like be on all the boards and comment on stuff i just loved their music so much right because like, yeah. it just hit me and that's what kind of fan i am like with with music and stuff like it's just it, it's such it's such a beautiful thing to be able to do what we do 
like make yeah. something out of nothing. And it's like, we're giants just taking, trying to catch a shooting star, you know, like, yeah, you know, it's, it's really cool. Trying to find, trying to find inspiration, yeah. be inspired by the, by mm-hmm. the stuff that we're, that we're absorbing. Yeah. So when someone makes something like when, well, at least when I was a kid, when I heard something that was awesome, especially Lincoln Park, it just like, you know, just hit my soul. And like, it, and it felt like that, that group raised me as not, not in a way where like I'm making, I don't, none of my songs sound like them, but like their message got to me in a, to a way. Cause like, I, I love my father and stuff. He, he, he is what he is and he's, he's a good person, but he, like, he wasn't around. So I had like, uh, I just had music to, to be that, like, you know, that energy I needed in the times I needed like a dad around, you know? So. Mm, yeah. It's huge. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, f- I feel like m- music was my way of, of connecting with my, my dad. Cause he loved like prog rock mm. and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, like he, he didn't necessarily like fuck with a lot of the new stuff that I listened to, but like, like we could talk about a yes record forever, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I feel that. That was a DJ. So, some of my earliest memories are my dad playing guitar, and I was like, like I apparently I was just fascinated. I would just sit for hours and just like watch, just like stare at the guitar, yeah. like be completely transfixed, <laughs> like it was some kind of magic. Like music is, yeah, really it a, is. A special, it's like it's magic. I swear it is magic, man. It's messed <laughs> up. It's messed up. I remember playing my first show. That was like to like a couple thousand people, and there's like. The way people, even if it's like a small show, you're not like playing like Rock Ham Ring, right? <laughs> but right. The, the 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 fact that like people are so like like wow, like because they don't they don't even know what the hell is going on. It's just like a wall of sound. Like we're it's just magic. like there's a <laughs> yeah. And so like it, it really, I really think it's a magic in a in a term, you know. What was the first concert you ever attended? I'm trying to, trying to think because in that that year there was like three concerts I I went to. I try to figure out which one was first, but I'll tell you, I volunteered for an Offspring show. At, uh, oh, here. nice! So, so what happened is the, the Offspring came down, and then the Queen of, because like uh, Canada, Queen Elizabeth was she's down here. She's on her here. money, right? Yeah, she's on her money. Yeah, and uh, she was down here, and she's like, you know what? I'm gonna buy all these tickets and make this free for everybody. So, like. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people showed up and I was just volunteering and, uh, offspring came on and I just threw off my volunteer coat because it was raining, ran in the crowd. And like, it was the craziest thing I ever experienced. I never, I never crowd surfed in my life. I did that for the first time there. And, uh, I remember there was this like little old lady that was just trying to go to the front and I'm like you probably shouldn't like she was just being mean about it and i was like okay this just like be careful because this is like hype right now like i'm just (laughs) and then i don't know what song came on but like freaking like it was like a wave of people just like washed over her and i didn't see her again after that moment (laughs) yeah Yeah, punk shows don't play around they do not play around yeah Yeah, it was like well yeah that year I, i saw like offspring uh, oh, Rise Against. Oh, um, nice. That might be the same show. I just, it's just hard to remember back that far. Black Eyed Peas, Weezer, and Whoa, Tegan and nice. Sarah. 
all, all those guys. Oh, yeah. What 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 a yeah. mix. That's that's a that's, yeah. a that's a good mix of artists. Yeah, Tegan Sarah actually just uh, tweeted us and, and the, about the song. You're like, this is a jam, and I was like, Oh, I, I love that. That's awesome. I, I, that's great. I posted that today. I was like, Holy shit! <laughs> Do you have a scar with a story? <laughs> well, you probably can't see it. See it, but it's it's on my left eyebrow. It cuts between the eyebrow and goes underneath it. It's, it's just a silly story, like a typical kid just running around, and my mom's just like, You need to stop. You know, and like. Like karma, like instant karma hits. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> so you need to stop running around before you bust your damn head. And I just kept running, and I busted my damn head wide <laughs> open. I got like, like, uh, like I don't know, six stitches in my eyes. I was just, there's just oh man, so much blood everywhere. <laughs> I thought I was dying. But like, oh god. Yeah, it yeah. Was head head wounds. Wild. I I, I bonked I, my head as a kid, had, and it bled like crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, listen to moms about running and falling. Yeah, <laughs> they, 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 they know. They know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> Next question is: What are three thoughts you have at this moment? Uh, <laughs> right now, lightning light, oh, round. <laughs> it's a tough one. Oh, I'm touching this pin, and I'm wondering what the hell. Why can't I uh, put the? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? Why is it broken? Because it's broken. And. Uh, <laughs> And, and why am I, what? that was like almost Buddhist <laughs> 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 worry not why the pin is broken yeah. it is broken <laughs> it's just broken <laughs> and uh, and I'm wondering why you asked that question because it's so funny <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah uh, and I'm looking at my logic session seeing seeing it going and going and going and going that's it <laughs> Very, I don't. That's I a good. That, that was a good. That, those are good three. I like that. You're you're actually one of the few people to, to not be like, oh, I'm hungry. Yeah, most people. Like most, most people, people are, are like, like I'm, I'm hungry. hungry. That's their first thought. It's the basis. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm usually am, but it's so weird with hunger. Like, if if there was a way for me to not be hungry, I'd <laughs> be awesome. And the, the last question is, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to see where the world goes. That's like my biggest thought is like, I always said this and I'm never going to say it again. It's like, hmm. oh, I'm going to be dead before that happens. <laughs> like that's literally what I've said so many times about like just little, little things that were even big things that like, I never thought like we'd be in the state we are in now. Like, it's just like, you see that in movies, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And now I'm just like, I'm looking forward to see what the world looks like. And I want to be a part of part of it more so now than ever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel that. Yeah. I'm, I'm really curious to see how all of this kind of lands. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic about the election and about the sky in Los Angeles clearing up and I don't know, all of us figuring all of our stuff out, you know, and, and having our having where, where we time travel to in the future, be where we want to be, you know, and, and, uh, and then we get there in, in the cleanest way possible. Yes. But thank you so much for, for coming on the, the show with us. We're really, really excited about your record. We love the single and you're awesome. I, I think we're all very similar. So you got, you got new friends in LA a hundred percent for sure. Yes. You guys, you guys are amazing. Like, feel like, I feel like we're friends <laughs> just, yeah, just from the talk. kindred spirits. Yeah, yeah, 
It's hard, it, like literally, I have no friends that say the, the phrase dope. <laughs> like, <I don't>, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I swear. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> I love that that's like, the, that's the, that's the, the, where, where you hang the coat, you know, like yeah, that's where it's at, you know? You no, know, it's like those, like they said at the parties that you find somebody that's weird and like that, that definitely yeah. like something yeah. that you would like, you know, like that. I those, definitely those would are my be the friends in the back of a room. <laughs> Yeah. sitting quietly at a party i'm yeah. the one who's over talking to everybody at the party very nervously but like saying really weird shit anyway so yeah, <laughs> yeah like I, i'm with you 100 percent. yeah um but yeah dude keep, keep in touch and, and thank you so much for being on the show yes man thank you for having me so We would like to thank Alan C. for supporting Talking Lion on Patreon and Isotope.